RadioInfluence.com Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Life in the Fast Lane with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there? I, uh, I wanted to say thank you to each and every one of you that tuned in last week for the debut episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Uh, if this is your first time checking out the podcast, welcome. Thank you. Uh, if you listened last week and you're coming back to listen this week, thank you. I truly appreciate you guys. On this episode of Life in the Fast Lane, my guests are Marcus DeMichael. Marcus is the street motorcycle press relations manager for Yamaha USA. And Michelle Sarah, she's a motorcyclist, an adventurer, stunt woman. She's a member of the Red Line Ravens and co-host of the Flow State. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's rock. First guest is the street motorcycle press relations manager for Yamaha USA. He's a dear friend. He's someone that has that has given me multiple opportunities to travel the world riding bikes. Most recently in Oceanside, California, on the press launch for the 2019 Yamaha YZF R3. We're, and yeah, trust me, we're going to talk about that bike. We're definitely going to talk about that bike. He's a great guy. He's someone that I genuinely consider a brother, a friend. He enriches my life. Please welcome Marcus D. Michael. Hey, thanks, Alan. And uh, yeah, same same goes for you, man. It's uh, it's just great to always work with you on all the different projects we get to have some fun with. So, the R3, what, can we talk about what makes it different from the 2018? Because the 2018 has some changes in it, um, in the model, what... What's different about the 2019? The, the, the 2019, the primary differences really are starting with the design and the style. So we've, we've updated the bodywork. It, it now has the style that looks very similar to the rest of our, our world lineup, meaning the, the R6, the R1, the R1M, very similar look to it. Um, we updated the suspension. So it now has a 37 millimeter inverted front fork. Um, and it also has a, a new rear shock that's got some improved uh, spring rates, damping, so that makes a, a major difference with the bike. Um, with the front fork, it also has a new triple clamp there. Um, new fuel tank design actually makes it easier to move around on the bike and grip it from different positions while you're riding. Um, handlebar positions uh, about 20 millimeters lower. I'm sorry, 22 millimeters lower. Uh, so that gives it a little bit more of a, a sporty ride, uh, sporty riding position. Uh, but at the same time, it still maintained a lot of its, its comfort. The seat is extremely comfortable. Um, so, but I'll, I'll let you determine mm. your thoughts on yes. that, of course, once you get to uh, talk about uh, what you experienced today. Yeah. You know, I can tell you what I, I you want to know what I experienced today? Fun. I experienced fun. Um, it was, and again, you know, me being a city guy, this opportunities to come out to California and ride these, I'm just going to, it's beautiful, but it's, it can be frightening. I'm almost used to it now where I know not to look off the side <laughs> of the mountain. Okay. Obviously riding, you pay attention to where you're going, but it could be really uh, overwhelming to mm. a first time rider or someone who has not written. Uh, would you say these are canyons? Are these canyons or? Yeah. A lot of what, especially what we rode today, we definitely got back into the mountains and the canyons and yeah, you're right. There's, there's lots of cool stuff to look at and see it. It can be pretty distracting. Let me paint the picture. You're riding up the mountain. On the left, there's a mountain. On the right, there is picturesque, beautiful picturesque. What's the word? Picturesque. Thank you. Picturesque. <laughs> Just gorgeousness, but there's also death if you don't <laughs> pay attention to what you're doing. And so it's very, it can be intimidating if it's your first time going up the mountain. And, you know, I'm a bigger guy, so going up the mountain, it's okay, but it gets into your mind, well, what goes up must come down. So it, it flips, and then you're dealing with mountain on the right side of you, and on the left, picturesque. Say it again. <laughs> picturesque. Picturesque. Yes, picturesque. 
but death as well, potentially. <laughs> so you have to uh, you have to focus your mind and stick to the job at hand. And mm-hmm. that's really, you know, that's that comes with that's a discipline. Um, and again, this is my umpteenth time riding in, you know, the California landscape up and down mountains. I'm not the fastest guy and I'm good with that. You know, I was talking to Colin Edwards last week and, you know, hey, I got fast friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can call Colin. I can call uh, Mark Marquez. I can call uh, Josh Hayes. Mm-hmm. I, can, I got plenty of fast friends. I'm quick when I need to be and I'm good <laughs> with that. My thing is to look good. That's, that's Black Moses' mission is to look good. Um, can we talk about the R world? Like, sure. What is Yamaha's vision of the R world? You guys use that in your branding a lot. You mm-hmm. use it uh, in your social media. Well, yeah, our world is, is basically the description of the super sport models that we make. And we've had a long history of a lot of racing success, road racing success. And that's what our world basically comes from. Um, we've got uh, highest technology trickling down from MotoGP into what you see with our flagship super sport models with the R1M and the R1. Uh, and of course, that makes its way all the way down to the R3. Wow. It, it's a, it's, it's kind of a, it's a message that, you know, it's a brand message that kind of, it's a, it's a zinger. It's cool. You know, our world, because it also translates into our world. Yeah. So see, I see what you did. I see I, Yamaha. I see what you're doing there. I see what you're doing there. But that's part of the business of motorcycles to mm-hmm. be psychological, to get into the head of the rider. And if you can create a sense of ownership, even before the rider maybe even throws a leg over the bike. I mean, that's part of the battle. That's part of the battle to actually have someone. Hey, you know what? Our world, our world. It kind of. OK, now where where's the dealership at? dealership at. I want to go test ride. It's psychological. It works. Yeah, absolutely. to a certain extent. Yeah, it's really what it comes down to is our world is that that super sport segment and all of the customers that we have around the globe that have the passion and the, and the desire for uh, what you can experience on the track road racing and just the, the highest level of, of technology um, for riding sport riding on the street. I dig it. I dig it. Uh, brother, you know, I got to and and I call you brother because we we've 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 shared so much. We got to talk about Spain. Mm. We got to talk about Spain, and we're talking. And let me explain why Marcus D. Michael. That's correct. Enriches my life, Marcus, because of Marcus and motorcycles, but Marcus particularly in this scenario, Marcus is because of him that I got to go to Spain. And, you know, who who thought, who would ever think that, you know, I would get to go ride motorcycles in Spain. And this was the press launch for the 2018. MTO7, it was a global press ride. So we were joining Europe and uh, you know, multiple different journalists from a lot of other countries as well. And also, there are mountains in Spain, just like there are in California. Okay. Beauty on one side, mountain on the other and death somewhere in between. But this one, go ahead, go ahead. Talk yeah, about it, Marcus. Think, I don't think we got to see too much of the beauty. Tell us that why. Was, you know, it was amazing because we had multiple waves with it being a global press ride. And everybody else got to ride in the gorgeous sunshine, the Spanish coast. And, of course, it rained so hard for us that visibility at one point, you could barely see the, the lines on the street. Look, the rain was sideways okay (laughs) the rain was coming so fast and so it was sheets of water coming at you sideways so we got to we rode and there were other journalists there and shout out to adam wahid because once we got to the lunch point what what did what did why he say i'll never forget that he walked in and just basically said press ride over and the thing about why he why he will ride he, anything anything anywhere that dude is I call him my spirit animal. Um, I've I've had to actually try to peel him off of the bike at some of the press rides because oh, he wow. just wants to keep riding. And yeah, that that kind of demonstrated just how bad the weather was for that when he, he was, was done. over. It was a wrap for him. But we were where were we at on the mountain where lunch was. We were actually at the top, so we had we had the whole way to come back. What I see, it, see what Black Moses does is I bring it full circle. 
what goes up the mountain <laughs> must come down the mountain. So we were at the peak of the mountain, at beautiful restaurant, incredible food. Mm-hmm. I realized, I realized at that moment, before Waheed said press ride over, the press ride was over for me. The chase then I knew had one pass had a spot for a passenger and a bike to be put in the cargo area. When we got to lunch, I threw my keys to Mark. <laughs> the uh, he is he with Euro? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, with Europe, our testing uh, group there. Yes. Mm-hmm. So another uh, great guy from Yamaha. He was driving the chase vehicle. Uh, so when we got to the restaurant, we're all soaking wet, soaking wet. I threw my keys to Mark and I said, shotgun, <laughs> meaning <laughs> that I was going to go back down the mountain in the van. And it was great, too, because we listened to Sade <laughs> on the way. <laughs> it was cool, man. We had the heat going. Um, we had some smooth R&B popping and that pretty bike was sitting in the cargo section of the van. And, uh, yeah, we, we made it down the mountain. I don't know that there were any other journalists with us in that group that weren't a little bit jealous of you for being able to do that, too, because that was one of the most challenging rides ever, just getting back to, uh, to our hotel. That is what, you know, this life is about, though, that those type of memories, those type of experiences, um, at that moment... I didn't care if people were going to say, oh, man, he punked out. Let me tell you something, man. That was I had a ton of respect. For yeah, that that was a ton a, of respect. So when why he said, press ride, over. <laughs> I was like, bro, I already gave my keys. Oh, all right. I didn't say it, but it was what it was. So that was, but that was one of the most incredible experiences in my life as a journalist, yeah. uh, as a writer, as a human being. That was just super cool. Um, so thank same you. Here. Yeah, same here. That was truly amazing. That was awesome. But you know, I did I did worry a little bit that, you know, I was either not going to get another call. That's <laughs> right. Definitely not. Or it was going to be like, wow, you know what? That dude is smart. Like, look, I don't I don't ever want to be that guy <laughs> who pushes it past no, what it needs to be respect. pushed. Total respect you for know? that. And then, when of course, of course, a couple of months later, I get a call for the Utah, mm-hmm. uh, our world. Right? Oh man, yeah. that was, and that was great. Uh, two days on track. Was, it was two days, right? Yeah. Two days on track at Utah Motorsports Campus. Is that yes? Yeah. yeah. And that was R three, R six, R one, M and R one M. Yeah. Oh man, and that was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. So I think once I got the call for that, I was like, okay, I'm good. I'm good. So thanks. Yeah, that that Thank was you. also two amazing days. Uh, we had Bridgestone there to help out with some tire support. Uh, they had also just brought out their, their uh, new R11 tire. So everybody got to experience that. Yeah, and that's that's exactly what this is all about, man. It's it's making those those memories. Yeah. It was, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, I, I realized how fortunate and how blessed I am. And, uh, you know, it's, it's because people like you who enrich my life and allow me to be me. Before, you know, we're not going to take up, take up too much of your time, but before I let you go, you know, I do a super poll question. Mm-hmm. And I always ask at least two, sometimes three. I think with you, I'm going to stick to two. Are you ready for the super poll yeah, questions? Go for okay. It. All right. First question Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. And why? Uh, um, I have my, my personal reasons I'm not going to go into there, but... Uh, what, you got warrants? You got- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Okay. No, I, I just like everything that he did. It's something about it I connected more with, with what he had to say. Okay. Okay. Next question. I respect that. I respect that. Next question. Mm-hmm. If you could take a ride with anyone, alive, dead, future, past, present... Where would you go, and what would you ride? Man, that's that's a tough one. There's so many great places that, that I could certainly think of. Yeah. Um, I, I'd got to say, man, I, I love Laguna Seca Raceway. Um, just getting the <clears throat> the chance to spin laps there has been one of the, the highlights of my career. Um, who would I ride with? Yeah. 
I don't know. That's that's another tough one there. Well, um, that's why it's a question, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to think about that one. I, if it I was easy, everyone would be doing it. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Wow. Really? You can't pull a name out? You can't say... I don't think so. Okay. I can't... Re- okay. How's this? A track day with all my friends. Okay, it's an answer. It's a corny <laughs> answer, but we'll take it. Um... Marcus, I have to let the people know, too, that if you've seen, uh, if you're following me on social media and you've seen recent pictures of me growing a beard, Marcus inspired. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not was, their inspiration. For yes, that. yes. It, it, he was, you know, I saw, last time we saw each other was in New York mm-hmm. uh, in December. And, you know, I said, you know what, my boy's been doing his thing with the facial hair situation. <laughs> I think... I could pull it off. So, uh, you know, it's, it's getting there. You know, it's looking good. Thank you. You know, thank you. God. What'd you say? I have too many. I think you're a little more gray than I do, but it's all right. Life is hard, bro. (laughs) It's hard being black Moses, man. It's hard work, man. Um, Marcus, it is always great to see you. Great to hang out with you. You Great to talk with you, man. Thank you so much for everything and everything that you allow me to be a part of, man. I can't thank you enough, man. I, I, I mean it, man. I call you my bro. I call you my friend, and I mean it. Um, if, if there was a bar fight, you know, look for me in the cut. I'd be there for you. I appreciate that. Pick you up over my shoulder, which is where I was <laughs> <laughs> like, out. Um, anybody you want to say hi to, give thanks to, any shout outs or anything? Friends, family, everyone at Yamaha. Just, uh, yeah, appreciate you uh, having me on the show. Absolutely, man. Thanks for being here. Ladies and gentlemen, please, please make some virtual noise for my brother, Mr. Marcus D. Michael. Thanks, man. Appreciate you. You got it. Thank you, Alan. You know, often I get to, uh, in my travels, I, you know, Black Moses gets to see things and do things and, and, and meet really great and super cool people and every now and again you meet somebody that you don't see that often you might have a uh, an, an initial introduction to and you might shake hands and and that's what's crazy about this motorcycle life that we live when we see that person again you know it's it's almost like you, you kind of pick up from where you left off and my next guest is one of those people she is an amazing amazing motorcycle enthusiast, stunt woman, uh, humanitarian, uh, travel aficionado. She does it all, and it basically has a root on two wheels, and she's just an amazing, amazing person. I'm happy to have her here with me. like to welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my shell, Sarah. Shell. Michelle, Michelle, I'm going to work on that. You know why? Because you're the way you, the way it's spelled is it's it's not uh-huh. it's not misleading. I mean, it is what it is. You know, so I'm going to practice because you deserve that respect. I'm going to practice saying your name properly. Oh, thank you. You're it's okay. I'm used to it. I've I've had to deal with this my whole entire life. So, I mean, it starts for a, a great conversation starter. Yeah, it's definitely an icebreaker. It's definitely an yeah. icebreaker. Well, let's let's get into it. You and I met at the opening of the Orange County Dinese store. Is that correct? Yes. That is the first time that we actually met. You were there with uh, uh, your group of fellow writers, uh, the Redline Ravens. Um, yes. Yeah, and th- what year was that? I believe that was... Probably like a couple years ago, I want to say. Well, we, I think we, we, I think we'd be okay if we said 15, if we said maybe 15 or 16. Yeah. 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 That's for 2015 or 2016, I'd say. Yeah. And it was the Orange County, right? The Orange County store. They're reopening. Yes. It. Awesome. Awesome. What have you been up to since then? I know that there's been a lot of things going on and, you know, we'll touch on a few things and, you know, of course, we want to get current with you. Talk about your new projects that you have going on because you've got something really cool going on with the flow state. Uh, that's mm-hmm. that looks very, very awesome. I've checked out a couple of the videos. Um, what you know, what's going on? How are you? I'm really good. I mean, I've just been as busy as ever. 
again, like I, I started doing like a lot of like stunt doubling work. Um, I've been still test riding a lot of motorcycles and traveling. I'm actually going to travel again in a couple in like a week or so. Okay, where you, where are you heading next? Australia. Oh, the land down under. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've always wanted to go to Australia, but um, yeah, and then in a couple, actually tomorrow, I'm leaving to go to skydive Paris, and I'm I'm gonna get my skydiving license to fly solo. You know, I I I, I think I should have added adventurous in that introduction. I think adventurous <laughs> is probably a good description of you know of you as a whole. Well, what else is you, you so you're going to Australia and mm-hmm. you're also you're doing skydiving. What right. what gets you going in the morning? Like you I mean like if you look at your Instagram and you know your your videos, you are you're just you know what? You wake up, you say I'm going to do it and you get out there and do it. What drives you? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Oh man. Is that a trippy question? You know, I I have a lot of different things that that drive me, you know, like um just inspiring people. Like that's kind of like my the MO I've always had with Redline Ravens and the Flow State kind of just getting people to you know, showing people that like pushing your boundaries and and um the pushing your boundaries of human potential and understanding and like kind of just teaching the world to live in an ever-present life and just you know cuz there's so many things that have happened this past year that have changed a lot of my outlooks too. You know, like I'm, I'm living every day more and more as if it were like my last kind of thing, because you never, you really never know. I mean, you know, there's a whole thing with Annette and everything. So it's like things just come out of nowhere and it's like, you know, why are we here? What can we do? Like we all are given a gift and we're all like searching our entire lives to find that gift. And I feel like when you start discovering that, then you, you know, you can really, use that to to help others and show others like i guess how to live life like there's i mean for redline ravens and the flow say we there are di- we have different um like mission statements but sure. it kind of falls along the lines of just teaching others that you know like things like the motorcycle life there's a stigma in that right like people think it's so dangerous and and although it is it can be a dangerous sport there's another perspective there's another way that you can look at it and you can be as safe as possible and um yeah and there's just <laughs> yeah no, no, you're you're, you're making great points. You're making great points. And you touched on Annette and, you know, she, you know, I consider her a dear friend and a lovely soul uh, who, unfortunately, we lost this in last year. We lost her. Uh, she was a fellow member of the Redline Ravens. And could, did you want to talk? Could you touch on that, your relationship with her, if it's OK? Is that something that we can talk about? Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people have been asking, and at this point, I've been, you know, I've, I've talked about it quite a bit. I mean, even after all this time, you know, it's almost been, almost been a year, it's a little over six months, but I, I still like, kind of am in disbelief. Like, it's just, I just feel like to me personally, she's just like, in a faraway place, like vacationing somewhere, you know, and it's, yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah, I mean, I met Annette in, two, I want to say 2015 as well, 2014. Um, we, hit it off right away we met at the m1 gp mini race mini moto races we were both uh we were both umbrella girls okay and when i met her um she we just clicked right away because we found out that we both ride motorcycles we both uh do modeling we both we're both into the same things like fitness and just like bettering our lives having keeping a fit healthy active lifestyle so of course, right away, because we clicked, we kept into contact with each other. She lived in like up in NorCal at the time and I was in SoCal. So we didn't really get to hang, but then she finally moved down to Orange County. And that's when we kind of, we got together and we decided, hey, let's let's build Red Light. Let's do it. We both agreed that we wanted to build something. Like there wasn't a girl group out there. There were a few girl groups, but there wasn't a girl group out there that was really promoting like, um, riding and, and safety and, and just like riding the track and just you know, right. showing a specific perspective in the motorcycle lifestyle, especially for us women. Like it's it's a different journey, right? Like getting on a bike and on two wheels is a different journey than it is for males. And since it is a male dominated industry, we thought, hey, like, let's show other women and just riders in general, but with an emphasis on women, um, empowering women like that. Anyone can do whatever they set their mind to, like whether it's riding 
motorcycles because I know that's very intimidating for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and just making it fun, you know, that's why we did our comedic skits, kind of poking fun at different topics. Yeah, those, those, those videos fun. were, <laughs> those videos, <laughs> I, you know, I found them really entertaining. And I, you know, as a writer and, and someone in the industry, I got it. I got what you guys were poking fun at and what you guys were bringing attention to. I think that you guys might have caught some flack from some others. But what I appreciated uh, about what your the spirit of the videos that you were doing is that you guys kept doing them. So it was kind of like your intent was to make sure that you guys stayed the course. And you guys weren't really affected from what I know, from what I saw. I mean, the videos were coming out pretty steadily for a while there. And you guys kept doing them. So I appreciated the fact that you guys were like, look, we're just going to do what we do and people are going to say what they want to say. We're going to continue <laughs> you know, to do and get down the way we get down. Right. Like this whole thing, since this whole journey since starting Redline Ravens and kind of just getting more into social media and like reaching out to the masses, right? Like this has taught us so many lessons in so many ways. Like we realize, you know, we can't please everybody. Right. So that's why we, we try to, like we try to release different content that caters to different markets because, but in, in at the same time, still keeping true to ourselves. Right. Right. So whether it's like, sometimes we'll like do the more sexy kind of videos and like photos, and then we'll have the track photos and then we'll have like fully geared photos, um, like with gear reviews and things or gear uh, photos and videos and um, more educational things. You know, so there are times where we like, rode out just to motovlog and reviewed times where we just went out to really cool restaurants to eat food right like, you know and, and of course in every little thing if you're gonna have haters or anything like that they're they're gonna be haters no matter what and you know we've learned over time to really not let that affect us because it really isn't it's more of a reflection on how they feel with life right like and there have been many times where people keep telling us oh just try to ignore them and this and that and Sometimes, for the most part, we do. There are certain ones where we're just like, oh, okay, kind of got to us. So we reached back out like, hey, what, what's your what's your initial problem? Is it right. like us or is it like, what's what is going your on? malfunction? Why are you? Right. Yeah, but you know, it's, it's crazy. Like, even though we didn't have to spend that time, like, there are, there are like moments and specific moments where we've actually turned haters into friends who are, who are now friends presently who follow us and are like you know it just completely changed the perspective you know what that is that's a testament um, to con conversation exactly that's what i was going to say that's a testament to communication sometimes people right. think one thing and you know if you have the opportunity and kudos to you for you know not you said you didn't have to but you chose to and you you know spending that energy and that effort to have that communication to have that conversation you broke down another wall, you broke down a barrier, and you were able to convert or transition somebody's point of view. And maybe not it's not about convincing everybody about everything, but that communication, again, that's my hat off to you again. Much respect. Because sometimes people won't say what they want what they're going to want to say. Right. And in our right. you know what I mean, in our community, in our global community, it's too small. It's too small right. for us to you know, how harbor ill will but toward each other. I mean, I'm just trying to stay away from the cagers. And, you know, I know that they definitely have it out. You know what I mean? They definitely have it out for me. So I don't want any beef or any smoke with any other riders or any other enthusiasts, if possible. But life is life and it's going to happen. But I appreciate it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, my mama said everything ain't for everybody, you know. So if, if someone has That's, an issue, I mean, it's very true. You know, life is very simple. If you think about it, it's just we do tend like human nature tends to make things like complicated, challenging and difficult. But it's kind of what makes the world go around. Right. Right. We need these challenges to keep us like, you know, to keep our brain sharp, like to problem solve through yeah. things. And and if, if life was just easy like that, like it just I feel like we wouldn't there wouldn't be really a lot of room to grow as much. Right. Sure. Like it's. The challenges and the failures is what are the lessons that we learn to like keep going in a lot of ways. So there, it's kind of like yin and yang and, and like, you know, like it's that whole concept where we need like with darkness, we need light or lightness. We need darkness. You know, it's like. Yes. No, and I, you're, you're, you're hitting the nail on the head for sure. And, and as we talk about growth, let's talk about the flow state. OK, 
what how did we transition well first of all the redline ravens still i mean in in memory and in honor of annette uh, is the group still together is there is there activity yes. on that front absolutely so the thing with that i mean of course like obviously like the whole annette thing just really impacted us in so many ways like annette was our third member you know we were literally like a tripod and it like our third stand got knocked off wait know? wait and real quick it's, for those who didn't not to cut you off but for those listening um could you name give you know the names of all the members of the red line ravens want to make sure we get everybody included here so in the red line ravens it started with me and Annette carry on and then we needed a third member so after much research and things like that we thought key uh kirati miss kirati on she's known as miss kirati on instagram um, she was like the perfect third member. And when we all got together, we just had this amazing energy, like synergy together. Sure. And and yeah, since then, we've we've done some pretty cool things over the years and made quite the impact, which is really cool from what we've heard. And um, <laughs> we didn't know that it was going to get as big as it as it even did. And then you know, just last year, it's the whole thing with Annette, you know, she, yeah. unfortunately, it was just uh, it's crazy. So we're still, of course, um, we have a lot of plans for the Redline Ravens. It's, it's just that we needed to kind of like figure out which direction to go. We were a little bit lost for a little, um, you know, it just completely caught us off guard. And um, we kind of needed to just do our thing for a little bit, like with Keish, she, she like really focused on the track she wanted to just stop riding street. Like, so it kind of impacted me and Key in completely different ways. Like Key was like, you know, I, I don't really want to ride the the street anymore. Like she, she sold her street bike and then bought a track bike and she is absolutely killing it at the track. Like awesome. she's, she has been winning first places left and right against boys and girls, like or, uh, males and females. And it was just, it's really cool to see her doing that, you know, whereas me, I didn't want to quit the streets. Like I, to me, it made me want to keep going. Like, because I know, you know, Annette and I were both daily commuters. We gave up cars. Like I gave up my car in 2011 and I've been riding the streets, um, daily commuting every day since 2011, whether it doesn't matter what the weather is, you know? Right. Um, and you do it. You do. I'm getting another call. Is that going to interrupt? No, we can cut it this out. At all? <laughs> we can clip that. It's okay. Do you need okay. to take that? I just don't know. No, no, I don't need to get it. It's okay. just I don't know if it's going to cut my voice out. No, no, it's okay. We're good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and with me, because me and Annette shared that whole daily commuting thing, I know she would want me to keep writing, you know, because I, I'm like so addicted to writing. I love it. I, I just... I don't know if I'll ever get tired of it. So I, I've continued to ride. And not only that, but now I'm, I've traveled the world and I'm, I'm trying to ride in as many, um, I'm trying to ride in as many countries as I possibly can. Nice. Yeah. And so re- like recently, I just last year, I rode um, through the Himalayan mountains and I moto camped for five days. Wow. Which was what, what was that probably like? Probably one of the highlights of the year. Like, what was that like? Like how, like, the Himalayas, like, you know, that's, that's pretty. I know, the Himalayan mountains, right? It's crazy. I never thought I would do it, but I was fortunate enough to come across this opportunity and it, oh my gosh. So we rode on Royal Enfields, right? Like, uh, those bikes are tanks. Like they're absolutely, we abuse the crap out of them because you can only imagine like the Himalayan mountains riding through that kind of like, just having that experience is, is something that, I would completely suggest everybody try because you'll come out of there a much better rider. Okay. Like I, we experience every single type of terrain and weather condition you could possibly imagine. So we experience rain, hail, really, really like, like hot um, weather um, because it's the Himalayan mounds. We had to, we went through like altitude things like where we, road to like the highest motorable pass possible which was eighteen thousand feet we actually had we actually packed oxygen tanks like wow. little o- oxygen in our backpacks because you could only stay up there for 30 minutes max what or else it'll be you're gonna faint yeah because the air up there is like so thin you're at eighteen thousand feet so you you can't it's really hard to breathe um you know you know who you are the difference in- you are the inspiration for the tomb raider 
Okay, that is oh. like if the Tomb Raider is based on a real that's living so person, it is based on you. That's crazy. You do these amazing things. I that's not the you know like I've actually gotten a few. Um, I've actually gotten that uh, quite a bit. <clears throat> the whole like Tomb Raider thing, and actually, that's I love Laura Croft. Like, okay, so since I was little, she's like a big reason to why. I um, ride motorcycles. Really? It's because when I first saw Tomb Raider, I mean, I've always been fascinated with things on two wheels. Sure. But um, yeah, like since I was little, I, I loved riding bicycles. And then I got, you know, I started growing up and I started seeing like motorcycles on the road. And I'm like, oh my God, that's like a bicycle, but with, you know, with like a motorized bicycle. <laughs> right. I don't have to pedal. You know, because I just was really fascinated with balancing and, and things like on two wheels. So anyway, I watched Tomb Raider um, a little while ago. And then I just I absolutely fell in love with her character. I love the fact that she rode motorcycles, traveled the world and spoke, you know, and had like knew how to speak different languages, which is what I actually ended up pursuing in college because I, I wanted to learn different languages and uh, travel. I, I studied psycholinguistics with a concentration in Spanish and Mandarin. Oh, wow. So. Now, like, I was like, okay, I want to travel the world. I want to speak different languages, and I want to ride motorcycles and just have adventures. That's that's insane. But you know what, though, life is too short to not. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So, right. like, you 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 should. So you do, and that's badass. That's badass. What is what's up with the flow state? Like, what's tell us about that because that's your new project. So- Yes, so that's my newest project. Um, pretty much, sorry, I had to get the door. It's okay. Somebody. <laughs> I'm like running around. Okay, multitasking at the same time, um, but that's life. Okay, that's life. so the flow state is something that I, I partnered up with a, another writer. His name is Jared, and he we actually met on, on, on Instagram, and he's like a professional stuntman. And he rides motorcycles. He's uh, skydiving. He's a reason why, like, I'm even pursuing my skydiving license. Okay. But um, he's a really great person. Like, you know, he's really motivated me a lot to do a lot, like, to kind of just really step out of my comfort zone. And we have a lot of aligning goals when it comes to, like, what we want to, like, how we want to inspire the world. And he really is, like, adamant on changing the world in a lot of ways. And so we kind of got together. And he's, oh, he's also a professional dancer, which is really cool. Oh. Like a... Yeah, professional. Uh, he was like a professional ballroom dancer and Latin dancer. I think he was like third best in the country, and he was going to be on Dancing with the Stars. But he got to a huge motorcycle accident that put him actually in the hospital for like six months, where like half of his head was missing. Like it's just what? crazy. But yeah, so he yeah he t boned a car, I think, and um, his they had to remove his skull and put it in his his stomach because they needed his brain to to um like it was swelling and they needed to like kind of what's the word i'm looking for we're like, like needed it, it to just like it, we say incubate not incubate but uh i get what you're saying it needed to be amongst like its let own the swelling go down right yeah so it was just yeah and he it was just nuts like he went through that whole thing so kind of put his dancing career the doctor said he would never dance again. He would never ride again. He would never do this again. And he was just like that. He has this crazy story in itself. Like he tried to run away from the hospital because he wouldn't listen to the doctor. It's like who told him that he couldn't dance and couldn't ride anymore. And actually, when he got out, he's dancing now and and riding motorcycles and continuing to be a stuntman. And he has his like skydiving license, so he's still doing all these crazy things. So this yeah, is a, you know, this is a movie, you know. This whole this this is a movie, like. Your life, <laughs> his life, you know, the journey together, like, and where you guys go from here, it's a movie. I, so if there's any Hollywood people that are listening, they might want to option your, uh, you know, get that check. All right. Get that check. That's crazy. <laughs> so he's your, and, he, and, and he's uh, your partner in the flow state. In the flow state, if, if you could say the purpose of it is... So it would be teaching and inspiring the world to live in an ever-present lifestyle and then, you know, pushing the boundaries of human potential and understanding. That's pretty much. You just roll, you just roll that right off the tongue. You just right top of the head. You just roll that out. That was pretty good. Over time, we, we were like kind of 
kind of going over like what okay what are we here for what is our what is our purpose you know and like we've talked about it a lot we're actually going to come out with a video on youtube soon with what is the flow state because a lot of people don't i mean are you familiar with the term the flow state i am not i'm from philadelphia so the flow state could mean something completely different to me so i will listen and learn what is the flow state okay there's i mean there are lots of different definitions for it but there is like um i it's kind of relative, right? Like, but everybody reaches the flow state. Everyone okay. has, it's, it's a kind of like a state of mind, right? So, you know, like that term where it's like being in the zone, yeah. right? Yes. Um, you're like doing an extreme sport. Like a lot of athletes reach the flow state, right? I've definitely reached the flow state when I ride motorcycles. Okay. It's kind of like the optimal experience, right? It's being so incredibly hyper-focused in what you're doing, right? Like it's because whatever it is you're doing is so important. Yes. That, you know, it kind of signifies that that passion and purpose in your life. Like um, to me, it's like you don't you know how like, okay, so our brains can only take like a certain amount of X amount of input. Right. Right. Like we see different things. We hear different things. um, We smell different things. But when you're in the flow state, everything like that, that one activity is occupying your brain like 100 percent and nothing else can come in. Nothing else can like like bother you or or like kind of like distract you from that because all your focus it's like a hundred percent of your focus is on that thing so it's which a, is why like i was going to say it's like a state of hyper focus hyper focus exactly that's exactly what it is and for me it's like i i always define it as like it's your mind body and soul working perfectly together to achieve a heightened sense of being ever present for them for that moment that where nothing else matters wow right it's, it's everything in you So that's what we are kind of like, that's what we called it the flow state because in doing like these, these extreme sports activities, right? Like we, we achieve the flow state and it's like this, this pure bliss. Like you're just so happy because you're doing what you love and it's pure and genuine. I love it. And so that's great. Thank you. Thank you. No, it it, it makes sense. People and inspire them. It really does make sense. And it makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Because you know, you giving it a name, you described it and I've experienced it. So I, I I can relate. I was just unfamiliar with the term connecting to that feeling, to that sensation, to that, 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 that sense of being hyper-focused. So the flow state, that's actually, that's kind of brilliant to brand that. And that should reverberate throughout the community. People want, I think people are going to connect to that. I think that's great. Love it. Flow state. Thank you. <laughs> high praise, high praise for the flow state. And so, in in the in the brand, there's going to be videos and reviews of product. Is that correct? Yeah. So we have two separate YouTube channels right now. So one is the Flow State Reviews, where we review um, different motorcycles, gear, even camera equipment, anything that has to do with motorcycles or even extreme sports. Right? Like, go. We're going to review the GoPro, like okay. seven. Um, different stabilizers, but also motorcycle gear, helmets, boots. I, mean, I know a lot of females have been asking for more reviews for female gear, so we're going to be doing that as well. Um, and then we have the Flow State channel, which is all extreme sports, moto vlogs, um, dance content, right? Okay. Anything like the heat. We also try to do like because I've always wanted in another life. I was like, okay, I would I would have loved to be a professional dancer okay. in anything. Like that's another one of my passions and. Um, so he's been teaching me how to dance and we do like very, we try to make incorporate dance with extreme sports, you know, like we haven't seen anybody really do that. So we have this, you know, we've danced with like, we've done a swing dance routine with dirt bikes. We've done a, um, bachata dance on the side of a, you know, rappelling on the side of a cliff. What? And... Yeah, have you not? Have you seen those? You have to check those out. Okay, I did. Just, I will check that out because that sounds insane. That sounds. But yeah, we we're trying to take like dance. Um, we're doing like quick little dance routines that are entertaining, um, and then like throwing like some kind of extreme sport with it. So wow. just to make you know, kind of like amp up the creativity and just make it fun for people to watch. We have a lot of really cool ideas coming, uh, coming up. Where can where uh, can that's, we that's find another it? Thing. Where's the address? It's on our YouTube, uh, our YouTube channel. You just could uh, type in the flow state. 
Okay. And, and then like filter it to the channel. Cause there are a lot of people who talk about the flow state. So you'll get a bunch of videos on the flow state. But if you just go to channels and then do the, uh, the flow state, that's where it'll, you'll find a bunch of videos, but it's like, we're trying really hard right now because we right now, Jared and I are the ones who are, are editing everything ourselves. Like we, I like watched a bunch of YouTube videos, learned how to edit, um, on premiere pro. So we're doing all that ourselves right now. And once we get enough momentum to where we can start outsourcing more and more like sure. to different people, we're going to come at, start coming out with more and more content okay. um, on a consistent basis. But we're aiming to like release a video on each channel per week. We, in the beginning, we were doing two videos per week, but then we're like, Oh my gosh, we like, it's a lot of work. A lot. It takes so long to edit. So it is like so much, like a lot of people don't realize it's how a lot of work. Long, like how time consuming editing takes. Yeah. yeah. And we all, you know, we still have like our full on lives that we still have to, to keep doing as well. Right. Like we have like other work. And so it's just crazy. It's like, that's why this year I've like really um, made it a point to just have more balance and focus. Like I last year was all spread out and all crazy. Like I was, I literally like um, went to nine different countries last year alone. World traveler. And you, you throw in all those other Oh my gosh, the, all the other obstacles, you know, the whole Annette thing, the whole like, and it, Annette wasn't the only one. We had a couple other friends pass away yeah. um, in the industry. And it's just, it's been so hard. Like, I can't even believe how a lot of us survived <laughs> this last year, but we did. And we're here for a reason, right? So Absolutely. We, have to, we have to keep going and make our, our lives count. And I know like with Annette, she really made her life count. Like she made a huge impact. Um, we were Key and I and, and all her friends and family were so shocked and, and touched like at the response and like how how people were really helping us get through it and then sharing with us like how how big of an impact. <clears throat> sorry, how big of an impact um, she she made in the in the community and not even just the motorcycle community, but, you know, even to those who didn't ride a motorcycle community, but still admired her from afar. Yeah, she really had so, such a great when I, you know, you know, I meet you, you and I both in our travels and journeys. We meet so many people and I feel like I when I say somebody has a beautiful soul, I mean, she was just she was a beautiful woman and a, a, a beautiful person. And it just but her soul that, you know, she was just joy. You know, I, I think of her perfect. and I smile, you know, and that's and that's when you have memories of a person that, you know, it's like, they're always with you because when you think of them, right. you smile and you, 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 you feel that joy. And, you know, again, that's what life is about. When you go through challenges, ups and downs, hurdles, and things that try to stop you or prevent you from getting to the other side, when you persevere and you triumph and you keep pushing and you get to your flow state, then you can grow. See what I did there? You see what I did with the flow right. state. I was going to say, I was like, I see what you did. Thank you very I'm much. Very Thank you very much. Young Black Moses gets busy <laughs> yeah. with the wordplay. That's all I do. <laughs> so, Tying it all together. Like, that's what I do, you know, tie it all together. So your bikes right now, let's talk about real quick. What do you, what's in your garage right now? What are you riding? Oh, gosh. My garage is full of bikes. Well, so my two daily commuters are my BMW R9 T and my Yamaha R6. Okay. And I also have a CBR 600RR as a track bike. But people always say that I should switch that. Like I should have the R6 as a track bike and the Honda CBR 600RR as, a, as the daily commuter. But it just, it, it worked out that way for me because I got the Honda CBR first. And then I, that's when I was riding track. So I have all the track bearings on that. And then, and honestly, I just, the R6 is really fun on this series. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have to, I love that bike so much. Like I have a lot of sentimental value to that bike. And I also have a, a CBR F4i, which okay. I'm going to actually convert into a stunt bike. This I knew year. you were going to say that as soon as I heard F4i, I was like, stunt bike. <laughs> <laughs> yep, there you go. Well, that's exactly what I'm going to do with it. I'm, I've been wanting to do that for years. Um, and and I just, I, you know, it's this year that I'm like, I'm really going to start doing it since I'm doing more stunts. Um, since I'm doing more sense too. But I also have my very first bike ever, which was a 2007 Suzuki GS 500. Oh, wow. Um, and it's a naked bike. So one of my good friends, he actually 
um, started fixing it up because it's just that I left that bike in his warehouse and he's like, you know what? It's just sitting here. Can I just like turn it into like a walk? You know, like have you ever watched Walking Dead? Oh, yeah, of course. The series. Yes. Yeah. He's like, I want to turn it into a, like a Walking Dead bike. You know, I'm like, OK, do whatever you want ah. with it. You know, and so he actually like did an amazing job. Like he painted uh, the tank, uh, this really cool gray and orange color. He got a custom seat on it. Like that is just like this brown leather seat with like orange stitching because to match the, the gray and orange tank and got off off-roading tires and put this really cool um, front end on it. It just, it looks, it looks nothing like my old bike, but he made it look so cool. It's like a cafe racer style motorcycle now. So I'm, I'm really excited to do more like, to ride it and like take uh, photos with it and just kind of like show it off to the world because he did an amazing job. Nice. And I What's also his name? have my his name's Michael. So okay. he Tent Monkey Mike. He Tent Monkey Mike he helped me wrap my bike too. So whenever like I I wrap my bike, I go to him because he's amazing at it, and I also like help him wrap it because I, I like with my bikes, I like to kind of really be involved, right? Sure. So I've done a lot of my own work on my like on my R nine T. I wrapped the the exhaust with that um fiber what is it called that exhaust i just wrapped my exhaust the exhaust wrap yeah, yeah. yeah there's a specific name for it but i can't remember right now but um and then you know like i've done like i switched out a bunch of the parts to like these rizoma parts i switched out like the the rotor and the the brakes myself and it's just cool because it's like because i ride these bikes all the time i kind of want to just learn basic maintenance right sure. i'm not going to become this like pro mechanic or anything about it but um, you know I your machine. Learn basic maintenance in case anything does happen. Absolutely. I'm sorry. You got to know your machine. You have to know your machine, and that's you're absolutely yeah, right. exactly. Because that's the thing that's essentially like you know like keeping you alive. Like you need to make sure that it's it's um, in tune and it's it's running well and things like that. And I I could always be better with like keeping up with my bikes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I also have this really fun CRF 150R big wheel, which is a little bike that I'm just having fun with, like. Cause my, my favorite type of riding is like off-roading. Like I love, well, dual sport ideally, but like, I really enjoy dirt riding adventures and like just going like trail riding. Wow. And so, yeah. Nice. You have a nice stable, nice stable of machines. <laughs> now listen, it's time for the Super Bowl question. That's a question that I ask all of my guests here on Life in the Fast Lane. And are you ready for it? Okay, I am super ready. Okay, so Tupac or Biggie? Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I get everybody with this one. They never see it coming. Tupac or Biggie? Oh, that is yeah. That that got me completely. <laughs> oh my gosh! Gotta pick one. Okay, I oh okay. Yeah. So if, I know okay. Although I I, I want to preface with like I respect both of them as artists. I. I do respect both of them, but I do listen to Tupac more. I'll take that. <laughs> like I'm more, uh, yes, I, I listen to more of his songs. Okay. All right. Next question. Johnny Cash or Willie Nelson? Oh, man. If not applicable, you can say pass. But if applicable, you must answer. Okay. Oh, man. I mean, I'm not as familiar with them as, as, um, Tupac and Biggie. I, I'm more familiar with Johnny Cash. Okay. I'm not, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not. I don't really know the other guy that well. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. All right. So, so we'll ride with Johnny. We'll go with Johnny on that one. Okay. Okay. And the last question, the last Super Bowl question. If you could take a ride with anyone, alive or dead, who would you ride with? Where would you go? And what would you ride? That is, that's deep. Anybody, that's deep. And, and listen, and that could be anybody throughout history, someone that you know, someone that you wish you knew, anybody. Okay. Um, like just one time ever. And, yeah. And then like you, I could ask them any question or more so like just. You could. Man, so I, here's the, here, here's, here's the setup. You wake up in the morning, you get a phone call. The phone call says that. All you have to do is say this person's name, say which bike, say where, and it would happen. That's the setup. Oh, did man. I did I did I just stump? Are I you stumped? Like are you stumped? No, no, I wouldn't be stumped because there are some there are some options in my mind, you know. But like because things are so recent, yeah, 
I mean, I, as much as I would love to ride with some of my idols and, and things like that, like people that I really look up to and admire, like I, I would probably just say like, I would love to have one more ride with Annette to be oh, honest with you. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's, you know, and that, that is, yeah, yeah, yeah. May, may she ride forever in peace. No doubt. No doubt. That's, you know, that's, you know, you're, you're, you've got a great story and you've got such a great, you know, and that's just as it's been written so far, you know, you've got so many more adventures that uh, I'm sure you will, you will indulge in. I would really like for you to come back to life in a fast lane sometime in the future after you've racked up some more air miles and traveled to other countries with some more stories <laughs> and maybe some more dancing on glaciers. I don't know. Um, where, wherever you <laughs> Oh man. Oh, yeah. my God, I, I don't know how I was convinced I was, yeah, just, I didn't realize how cold it is on glaciers are the absolute coldest things on earth. And I think like physically and scientifically they are. (laughs) Well, if, Um, could I get you to come back sometime in the future and we can talk about some more stuff? I would love to. That's awesome. I I am always down to talk bikes. I, I love, I just love everything about this life. You know, like the camaraderie I've met, like you were saying earlier, like you just meet the most amazing people because really like we, we know we still hop on two wheels knowing like the risks and the consequences. And, you know, we've all lost, we've all like gone through so many different things. It's just this one big journey that we go all go through together. And yeah. so I, I mean, I would love to, I would love to awesome have another. Is do you, you'll, you'll, you'll have an open door here at life in the fast lane. Anybody that you would like to say hello to, thank you. Give a shout out to. Sorry, you cut out. You cut out. Oh, I'm sorry. There. Is there anyone that you would like to say thank you to, give a shout out to, say hello to? Oh, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. Well, even Key, Jared, all my all my partners, all my you know, all of the friends and family that I that know me on social media. Thank you so much for everything and for everyone's support so far. Like it's, they have made you have all made a huge impact in our lives and you know it is what keeps us inspired to keep going you know like through all the hardships that we went through um i think it's just people like people just being beautiful inside and sharing that and sharing their stories is kind of like what keeps us going so that and all my mentors as well who have helped me through really hard times so there's mo tommy and and things like that. And I also want to thank, thank you, Alan, for yeah. all the, you know, all the things that we've done in the past. And you're just really cool as well. And uh, I appreciate and yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be cool to ride sometime, too. Absolutely. Well, I want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, Black Moses appreciates you. You should know that. <laughs> oh, the feeling is mutual. Good deal. Well, that's our show for this week, you guys. But before I go, once again, I want to say thank you so much for all the love and the support please just you know i'm 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 humbled i'm humbled i really appreciate you guys please tell a friend please go out and meet more people make more friends so you can tell more friends about the podcast uh in the meantime please follow the show on instagram at life in the fast lane official check us out on twitter at l-i-t-f-l official and on facebook at life in the fast lane podcast Please hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane. I'm gone. This is a Landry football with Chris Landry. Quick fix on Radio Influence. I cannot overemphasize enough. The importance of the bye week. We talk about it all the time. But, you know, we don't break it down enough and explain it. It doesn't always bear out that the team with the buys always win. It doesn't. But in a lot of cases, it does. And just because you have the buy doesn't guarantee you anything other than the best chance you have to advance. And if you look at it, common sense first of all you want to get one of the top two seeds because you don't play in the first round guess what you get a win automatically it's a win 
you're already advanced. You don't have to play. Then you get time to rest and heal. Oh, but Chris, you get rusty. And let me tell you something. You can get you can knock off the rust pretty easy. If you're rusty, you just haven't practiced the right way. Let me tell you what's important. Most important is to get healthy. Chris Landry brings you Landry football every week on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. 